the great issue in real estate that is not really talked about very often is that the agent as the provider of services is the supply to the clients. If you are relying purely on your human supply, you are limited to the same 24 hours a day as Beyonce. So anything you can do to increase your supply as a service provider to customers, I think falls within the line of technology you should consider. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. Welcome to another episode of the Elevate podcast, where we delve into some of the most interesting minds in business and in real estate for the very best tips and strategies for you to implement to elevate your business. I'm Elevate podcast producer, Cass Charlesworth, and I'll be hosting today's show. Joining me today is Sarah Bell. Sarah is a co-founder of the PropTech startup Air and the co-creator of the digital assistant known as Rita. An author, analyst, researcher, and self-professed nerdtrepreneur, Sarah is also a director of the Rise Initiative, which focuses on mental health and well-being in the real estate industry. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks, Cass. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here today. And I thought we could start a little bit with the exciting news that broke last year regarding the Air team teaming up with CoreLogic. Now, I know you've written about this for Elite Agent, but I'd love for you to explain how that came about and what prompted you to make that move at that point? Yeah, look, I think what's really interesting about the journey of AIR is that it it started with a very simple idea. What if real estate agents had the benefit of a digital employee? And the, the first year of AIR was simply an endeavor in asking our customers, what could a robot do to help you in your business? And then once we started to find where, where this, this kind of concept of a digital employee could be most effective and, and what problems could she solve and what were the most appropriate problems for this type of technology to address with, with a you know, bunch of customers and, and uh, a whole lot of hope and earnestness, we, we set out to, to actually shift the needle. One thing that we were very clear that we didn't want to do at Aaron, and I'm saying we, I'm talking about the founder and our fearless CEO, Ian Campbell. One thing that we definitely did not want to do was give agents more technology. We knew how exhausted everybody was from tools that didn't integrate, from double handling. And, and I think a big problem that we saw in the ecosystem of property technology was that property technology was, was talking to customers and the humans were in the background almost acting in a middleware function, making technology talk to other pieces of technology and then completely ignoring their customers, which just resulted, it's, it's a disaster. It's just productivity eating and customer dissatisfaction causing. And so we partnered early with CRMs and made sure that if Rita was going to really shift the needle in terms of productivity, she was going to have to use the same tools that agents did. 
And Rita was born with a personality as an infant with a small group of customers. And, and she learned to be the assistant out of a box that our customers were telling us that they needed. And then slowly, slowly, we got bigger, bigger dreams and Rita learned to do new cool things and Horizons came up and we had a couple of rounds of investment and, and the time was sort of coming that I think we'd proven the problems that we were seeking to solve and, and certainly had some success around the solution in Rita. But to get to the next level, we needed, we needed help. And as our conversations began with CoreLogic and the, the partnership was just so logical that we kind of told them these are our plans for a couple of years and I just want to get on board a little bit now and they they were all in and so that's how the acquisition that's how an investment conversation turned into an acquisition conversation no one's gone everywhere the whole air force everybody that's raised reader is is still there raising reader and the the marriage or the benefits of the marriage to plug the most powerful lead generation machine in real estate into the most prolific property data universe that exists should be obvious. And so without running the risk of kind of giving away the, the roadmap and the, the top secret tinkering that's going on between, between two product teams and this integration celebration, when you get a really powerful machine and the most optimized fuel that exists, it, that's that's how you're going to win, win the race. And that is a value proposition that... I am just super excited and re-energized to, to be able to offer our customers who have been with us from the beginning and then all of the rest of the industry who maybe haven't even heard of Rita yet. That was something I was going to ask. Like, how did it feel for you and Ian to have taken something from scratch, from infancy, to bring it through and then see it sort of get to here? What was that sensation like last year when you said, yep, we're in, this is on, let's go? The benefits are obvious, like the, the that whole step step change in capability it's a no-brainer it, it, it is the perfect marriage and so I think in the rational sides of our brain that makes complete sense to do that and and it feels a little bit like getting the keys to the kingdom with with all of that data and all of that capability and support from a team like Core Logic. So, so that part of it is really exciting. And but I, I would be lying if it wasn't my 18-year-old moved out of home at the same time to go to to go to school. And I've got it. There was there was there was a few moments where all my kids were growing up and leaving me. And I just like it was the right thing for for my daughter to kind of occupy her independence and and go off and pursue her dreams. I kind of think this means that. We've done the right thing by Rita as well. She's getting to the age where she has to expand her horizons and 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 we needed to, to give her though that opportunity to do it. So I, I think the decision is is one that I am 100% at peace with. I think we've done the right thing by the industry and all of our clients, uh, CoreLogic. Is a it's an independent data source. It's the it's the data source of accuracy. That's the only private do, da, private sector data source that's trusted by government. So when you take independence and accuracy and this earnestness to kind of serve the industry, there was a value alignment as well as sort of like a logical commercial marriage there. So it, it all feels really good, and our customers have 
as as stakeholders and probably the most important stakeholders in the deal because they can they can fire everyone from Rita and Ian and I <laughs> down. I think our customers have have realised that 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 earnestness that I think's always been the trademark of Air and Rita continues with the acquisition uninterrupted because of that value alignment. I know you mentioned before that the benefits would, of, of working with such an incredible data set would be, would be pretty obvious, but step through what some of them might be for customers spoiling any confidential things, what they might be for customers in the future. Look, real estate agents have a huge benefit in that the, I always say that real estate agents have the best data on offer. They have the sovereign data that exists in their database that is, that is theirs and that is unique because it relates to their relationship with contacts. And, but that's not the end of the story because what, what big data can do is draw inference and prediction. And then prediction is one of those funny things, but but we can get more accurate information and insights out of that data with the help of big data. And it, I think it's one of big data is one of those terms that's really kind of thrown around a lot, data lake and 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 all of these sorts of things. And and it's it's something that I think has been really misunderstood within the industry. And there's a thousand sub thousand property owners in your suburb, five percent will turn over, that's 50. Do you want, how do you find the 50 out of the thousand is the fundamental business problem that every real estate agent starts with. So if you go down this predictability kind of route or way of thinking, if you give a real estate agent a list of 50 people, they want that 50 <laughs> that is going to sell. And it would be great if we had crystal balls and machine learning was kind of more like the sci-fi movie Minority Report, but humans are chaotic. We make property decisions in a, in a way that's very individualistic. However, what big data is able to do is to work on probability. And if there's a thousand property owners in an area, it might be able to, you might be able to exclude 500 so that you're only calling 500 to get to the 50 rather than the 1,000 to get to the 50. And that has doubled your productivity, right? So even though it's not this perfect list of 100%, a 2x in productivity is great. And then the better the, the, better the machine gets, the, the better those exclusions become and, and the, the kind of target gets narrower and narrower. So I'm not suggesting for a second that, that's, that, that we're throwing throwing the farm on propensity, but, but I think that's, that's an important function of big data. And it's an important claim that is confusing for the industry. You have to be careful with people who purport to have predicted seller lists and things like that by just understanding that how data science works they're they're kind of more exclusionary than predictive. <laughs> so, so there's always going to be people who are not don't fit your ideal client on a list like that, but it's a matter of you need to look at them as not crystal balls, but tools for for productivity and efficiency. And and I think that's that's a message that gets mixed up. The power and the insights that can be unlocked by a giant data universe are so exciting right now. But what is more exciting is the potential 
as this technology increases and and it is not it cannot be underestimated if i look at where rita was four years ago and today it cannot be underestimated where she might be four years from now well on that note of productivity gains i know that you come from a real estate background yourself so you come from inside the industry you have that perspective and i understand from the podcast as well that we did with ian campbell he was talking about the fact that this always was driven by customers, as you've just said. You went to the industry and you said, what problems, how can we solve it? We're thinking this and had feedback all along the way as to what would work for them. But there's also an abundance of other technology out there and available. If you're in the real estate industry and you're looking for tools that make your job more productive, that streamline your operation and make it more efficient, what areas would you be looking at at the moment? Yeah, look, I think it comes down to, first of all, really getting an understanding of what problem you're seeking to solve. So if I go, if I transport myself into a position where I'm a principal in a, in a business or a franchise or, or, you know, even a salesperson, my fundamental business problem might not be listings today, but I need to recognize that I need a running river of listings for consistent, valuable income or to, to have a sustainable career in real estate. And so if that if that is a problem, it's, and we know about the roller co- coaster of real estate, we know you get busy, the prospecting drops off and all the rest of it. There is some predictable, and I have this notion of predictable commissions. Wouldn't it be good if everybody could just get off the roller coaster of real estate? And and predictable commissions comes from consistent valuable leads. Now, the, the great issue in real estate that, that is not really talked about very often is that the agent as the provider of services is the supply to the clients. If you are relying purely on your human supply, you are limited to the same 24 hours a day as Beyonce. So anything you can do to increase your supply as a service provider to customers, I think falls within the line of technology you should consider. So if that is increasing your supply to be able to go to appraisals and and talk to people in the lounge room and have those discussions, then, then get rid of or outsource or delegate the lead generation that puts you in front of the door. And you know what? Most agents that I talk to don't want to be real estate agents to cold call people all day or, or, or kind of design emails and they don't want to work on that. If you recognise as an agent that your supply is most valuable at the bottom of the funnel, then tools that get you there and put you there are ones that you really need to consider. There's really good products that come after the funnel as well, like anything to make that back of house more effective. But I say it with a with a real caveat that sometimes the things that we delegate are the things that customers want from us. And there is there is nothing there is nothing that says to a buyer or a tenant or even even a prospective seller that you're just a number than kind of bulk <laughs> communication. Sometimes even with the merge fields in like dear first name, we do need to understand people. When I say we build, you know, automation and, and artificial intelligence solutions, people say to me all the time, like, oh, real estate, the people business. 
I know, <laughs> I know. And, and, and what I want to do is get agents off their screens actually and onto the footpaths and the driveways and in the lounge rooms of the community that they supply their services to for a fee. But I think we've run a real problem of having agents using tools that put a screen in between them and their customers that disrupts supply. <laughs> it does because you, you you are not valuable then as a supplier of services. You 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 are becoming a digital interface if you do that. And so reader in terms of being an assistant, her job description or her remit very broadly has always been to orchestrate your supply of services to make you more efficient and and most efficient at doing that by by any means sometimes that's automation sometimes that using using algorithms to put the right contacts in front of you at the right time for the right reason sometimes that's um just responding to a large amount of buyer inquiries so that you can focus on going to open homes and getting more sellers and working with hot buyers and conditioning buyers to turn up on auction day with the right preparation so that they're ready to bid to bid competitively and those conversations that build trust, some can be outsourced and, and some should not be. And we totally recognize that. But the ones that make those really valuable ones happen more frequently. That's how an agent gets scale. It was interesting. I'm currently going through a real estate experience where an agent has reached out to me out of the blue. They've reached out to me by text. They know my name. They know how long I've had a property. They're, they seem to have information about me, which is great. And they're saying, I've just sold the place across the road. What I was just wondering what your intentions are. Do you feel like having a chat? Yes, yes, I'd really feel like having a chat because this property has been a millstone around my neck. So I'm more than happy to jump on the phone. But it's partly just that personalization. She's reaching out to me. She's saying, hi, Cassandra, you don't know me, but I was wondering, I understand. And, I'm, and, and that's got me on the phone. And I probably will at this point, weigh up very carefully whether we just offloaded using her too because she reached out and she seems to have the data. That actually sounds suspiciously like a reader phone call. <laughs> <laughs> because, it, because that's in terms of, in terms of the, a way that that conversation would have been orchestrated by reader is that, yes, you've got a list of contacts in your suburb that you can call out of your CRM, but what reader does is that she's also looking at the marketplace and other sources of data so that when you go to make that phone call, it's it's not just it's not just increasing the, the quantity of phone calls that you're making, it's increasing the quality. So when you go to call the owner of 123 Smith Street, you know that there's been a recent sale at 125 Smith Street. What what it sold for, his picture of the property, all of this is in front of you. So you can actually have a really intelligent, impactful, highly relevant and highly personalized conversation with that client rather than are you thinking of selling no okay yeah you know rather than just listed just sold oh are you selling by the way yeah yeah 100 percent. it's just just even like a level of personalization that is is difficult to process the amount of information that is required to line up those lego lego bricks of intelligence to make that phone call you've got to scan the portals all the time for market activity and then cross-reference that with your CRM and then look at the last time that you called them and when did they buy and do they have a property anniversary lining up and all of those things like when all of that knowledge is just can like constructed for you and that phone call is orchestrated from the beginning to be successful because 
it is about the client relevant and accurate. You know, even even knowing the difference between this house that's sold around the corner is similar house to yours and or this unit around the corner is not like your house. So don't call that don't call the, those people about that sale because it's not relevant. Find them a more relevant sale. Here's here's a market report that shows that the median price has gone up 12%. Like as a property owner, you want to know that. That's why everyone pays mortgages, right? Like it doesn't make any sense unless the market's going up. So that's kind of good news if you're on that, if you're on that property ladder that that you're climbing up. So I, I think having phone calls that are positive and helpful and educational, you will find interest. That's and 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 if you've got the relationship and and you've built trust through those conversations over time. You, you, you don't have to defend your fees. You don't have to worry about having a couple of other agents in for a price check or it's just, that's my, that's my real estate person. But the work involved in doing that really well at scale is insuperable for humans because it exists in many different systems. And so synthesizing and sense-making is how Rita really adds value to that orchestration of work. I'd like to move on to something different now, because as I mentioned before, you come from a background of real estate. So you have a very decent insight into the pressures of the industry, the burnout levels and things like that. Now, of course, you're involved with the RISE initiative, which has a focus on the health and well-being of people in the real estate sector. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges facing real estate agents right at the moment as we begin to sort of see come off the back of last year's incredible property boom? How do you think we're going to go in the coming months and what do you think we'll see? Well, look, I, th- I think there are some unique aspects of real estate that <laughs> that have endemic pressure in them. Um, and that, that's not talked about very often, but real estate is classified as a, as a high-risk profession in terms of being vulnerable to mental health challenges and uh, to the point that it is even higher than policing. Now, you think about the trauma and the violence and and, and the, the pressure and danger that the police are exposed to in the front lines. And then you look at our industry, which we think is a bit cushy and luxury cars with watches. Right? And it is hard to imagine how real estate would be more stressful than frontline policing, but but it is. And there are some there are some factors about real estate that that make it stressful one of one of those is is a lack of autonomy even if you're your own boss and you, you kind of are working quite independently in real estate your ultimate kind of success in real estate is contingent upon other people making decisions to sell houses to buy houses and you can inspire people and you can be the best negotiator in the world but Ultimately, there is a remoteness between your actions and getting paid <laughs> that is in the hands of someone else. And, and we don't talk about that, but that is not a recipe for human happiness. We like to have direct control over those things. So that would be one pressure, the inconsistency of, of income, the delay of of our results from our actions with settlement dates and and things like that being very different to when we get deals done. It makes it difficult for for families to to budget, to manage cash flow on a domestic level, and that causes all of these things that are kind of in the dark corners of real estate no one talks about are very real tangible things that 
are, are risk factors to to kind of falling away from wellness and rise is it's been an extraordinary and an inclusive movement that has brought good people together who want to solve this problem and you know I, I see a huge value alignment between the work that we've been trying to do at air like everyone thinks we're a technology company I actually think we're a human company this is a human first company that just uses technology to make humans lives easier so so I, I still I see a, an alignment there in terms of trying to trying to make real change and address some real problems and so I, I think Firstly, one of and and something that's been really important to the movement is to just have brave conversations about these things and not keep them in dark corners. You know, we need we need to talk about these issues that are impacting real people and real families. And then how do we help them? Well, yes, conversations and yes, recognition. But one of the things that we've done at Rise, along with our very generous partners like Domain and Macquarie, is work on an app called the Real Care app. And it is it was designed in conjunction with some public health experts and, and a team at Utility Creative who are who have who have created similar apps for for like the police force and, and frontline health workers who manage a lot of pressure, but very different pressure than, than what we do. And so it was important to create a tool that was made by us, inspired by conversations with us, in, for us. And that it's it kind of it kind of works in two strokes. Like we recognize that mental health is a is a challenge, and there will be different time in in your life where you or one of your friends or family is is being acutely affected by mental health. And and if you're in crisis, there is access to a variety of resources to kind of address mental health as an as as an acute um, illness. And whether that is putting you in contact with the, you know, adolescent mental health service in your state or whether you are not in crisis but you recognise that you're having more bad days than good days and you just want some help with that, there is, a, there is access to fully funded psychology sessions and I've had some feedback from people that have used it who have said that they are the best counsellors they've ever dealt with and it's it costs nothing. So if you if you are finding that you would benefit, you don't have to have a mental illness. If you are just finding that you would benefit from talking to somebody, that's available to you for free. And then there's like the wellness aspect of this. And I think sometimes when we talk about mental health, we just talk about mental health as a medical issue. But mental wellness is something very different. Mental wellness is not the absence of problems. It's not the absence of disease, right? Mental wellness is, is a state where you can reach your potential and contribute to a community and having more good days than bad. That, that, is, that is your everyman's definition of it. And the cool thing about wellness is you can be more well, like everybody, no matter where you're starting. There's no such thing as a fully optimized human, right? There is always some investment that you can make to be more well. But, you know, the, you know, it could be nutrition, it could be exercise, it could be, it could be your budget. If you are not sleeping because your finances are out of control, the sleep part of that app will help you, but the, but the budgeting app will help you more. That sounds excellent, Sarah. And I'm hoping, I think the industry's made progress in the past couple of years because, you know, 
health and well-being has had to be such a focus to so many organisations across the board. And there's been some real uh, progress made, I think, and probably more to come, which is great, but at least the conversation's on the table. Sarah, I'm going to let you go shortly, but I wanted to ask what's next for you and the AIR team? What are you up to at the moment? I've got a particular, I've got this very lovely situation where I'm as a resident free spirit in the office, a resident free spirit co-founder, I get to kind of work on things that I'm, I'm passionate or curious about. And I think what has absolutely gripped me recently, and part of it is from all of my learnings with, with Rise and the Real Care app as well, is with making Reader a human I'm not sure that we're solving a technology problem as we're solving a resource problem. And so my current curiosity is some people need the machine and they've got a reader and now you chuck in some petrol from CoreLogic and it, <laughs> you've, got a, you've got a firing up machine. But some people also need the driver, right? Some people also need a driver because if reader's sending you out to all of these leads and appraisals and things, then, then you might need a driver. So rather than kind of, you know, having, having the agent in the workflow with reader, what if we introduce humans into the workflow with reader and agents could, you know, not only outsource parts of the workflow to reader's automations and orchestration capabilities, but what if then we could have trained humans on a variable level, just helping you out when you're busy and making sure that you stay busy. So I think kind of understanding that the collective intelligence piece and the collective work between humans and, and computers is what drives real results and real productivity is, is something that I am really excited to pursue. And yeah, we're, we're in the process of really understanding that problem and and, and how can we bring the, the humans that exist in our, in our air sourcing side of the business, which is like telemarketing and, and kind of service supply side, more, more into that, more intimately into the workflow with an agent to, to really add to that productivity. So certainly that's kind of where my curiosity and focus is. And I'm really, really excited to understand that more deeply finding value, <laughs> finding, finding things that make agents more, more scalable and, and, and helping them. And that's one of the, that's one of the privileges of being in like going from being an insider to being a supplier <laughs> that I wake up every day and I get to help my friends out. So, <laughs> so it's kind of, it's yet to feel like work. Uh, Sarah, that sounds fabulous. And uh, we always ask this last question of all our guests. What one last piece of advice or final takeaway would you like to leave our listeners with today? Look, I think it comes back to that, that risk piece and that trust piece that we were talking about before. Like Ian, Ian went through this process last year where he bought a robot vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and I was like, welcome, welcome to the 21st century. Do, do you enjoy vacuuming? And he's like, no, I hate it. But I, I didn't think it would do as good a job as me. And the reality is, is it probably doesn't. It probably doesn't do as good a job as you, but it does the job, right? So the problem is when you get busy, you just don't do the vacuuming. But now <laughs> you only have to do the vacuuming once a week to do that thorough job, whereas the robot vacuum cleaner is going to do it every single day for one cent of electricity and you can do other things with that half an hour of your life every day. So... 
I, th- I think in terms of like just kind of understanding that what you think might be at risk is probably not that important or you can probably find a way to to test it or trust it. And and there really isn't a conflict between between you and, and getting help. It, it is a matter of putting you where your time is most valuable and and taking taking the load off to be honest and and that's that's what's at stake that's what makes the risk worthwhile and and i think if you if you haven't kind of been a part of the robot revolution yet just try it just try it get your get your life back thank me later sarahville that's fabulous advice thank you so much for joining us today cheers cassandra it's been great we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast with thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joinaliteagent.com. 